it's been way too long, nearly 16 episodes, and you know Digi and I are not takers, so for episode 17, this is the tanking episode. We are joined by actual tankers to make sure that we talk intelligently about this topic. Not to mention, we got a couple controversies to talk about. One pretty serious, uh, maybe, one maybe involving a hot dog. This and everything more on episode 17 of Hell, Let's Talk. Digi, welcome to episode 17. Wow, way too long, man. I gotta tell you. <laughs> I was just kind of like, I don't know what to do with uh, myself anymore. And this is, uh, it's been a long time coming, but uh, we saved a good one for today. That's for sure. I think it's been held off long enough, just like our show. So good yep. to see you again. And Sean, how you doing? Uh, dude, I, I barely made it, man. I barely made it. Last <laughs> night we had a dinner party. There was a lot of wine. Uh, don't, but don't go, you know. I'm not gonna. I saw the shopping basket post. Uh, that image was full of liquor in that cart. Total so, yeah, wine no. is the greatest thing. <laughs> it looks like a candy store. So anyway, I got a little rogue dead guy, a little hair of the dog, drinking off a couple glasses of wine, bottle, uh, a couple bourbons, bottle from last night. So we're we're feeling good. But I mean, this episode of get tanked for me kind of means a little bit more because of last night. But uh, mm -hmm. no, I've been feeling good, man. Getting, uh, I know you and me, we've been getting the com uh, competitive juices flowing, getting some, some scrims to join update 10. And it's been fantastic. I tell you, it's been like a long time just getting into the competitive flow of things again. I mean, we had a 40 v 40 with WAR. Yeah. Do you know what that stands for? Because uh, I like war, but <laughs> does it actually have a, is it just I, war? I don't know, but it was a, it was a good competition. We, we've had uh, both the Russians. Uh, which we'll get into mm -hmm. a little bit later. Um, but there's actually, if you're watching live on Twitch right now, which we do the stream, uh, there is competitive all over the spot. There's an 18 v 18 going on. There's a summer cup of uh, game. Uh, what is it? Third place game going on right now, which we're going to get to into the news. Um, mm -hmm. So a, a lot, a lot, a lot of things happening, but uh, there's, there's really wasn't too much like news. The developers came out. Did you? I know we were kind of talking about this. <laughs> It's a little bit of a slower pace, uh, I think, on those dev briefs, but all the same. Cheers to you and Sean. Good to be back. Cheers. Cheers. <sighs> and one thing I want to cheers to is, uh, or maybe like hope for, is Digi, where the heck is the hot fix for update 10? I mean, is it? Oh, we my goodness. Yeah. Right. You, were, you know, we were having those theories kind of whirring back <laughs> by like, you know, oh, it's right around this time it should be released. And then it went two weeks beyond that. So I, I don't know. Yeah. They usually drop it that same week they dropped the big one so they've been doing they've been doing a little bit more pt one more pt one mm -hmm. more pt so like you know okay hey dad can i stay up for five more minutes five more minutes I, I i was gonna say all the news we got for you is not actually from black matter per se on the devs breeze because frankly they're not giving us a whole lot right now and um I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a little bit of a just a beef uh, taco, no cheese, no lettuce, no tomato. So, I mean, I, I think they're just waiting to wrap it all up and put it into a big package to present out to us. But when that'll be, uh, that's anybody's guess, I think, at yeah. this point. With that said, St. Marie Dumont update. 10. Oh, boy. Yeah. Mm, still love that uh, that revision there. But let's get uh, let's mm -hmm. get to a little bit of the news that we do have. And this is actually a community member, a friend of ours. And it's a shame we haven't had the most show yet. Mm -hmm. uh, Doss Altberg. Uh, came out on August 2nd 
with a video that, frankly, 1,500 hours in the game, I didn't know about this. He went through and said a whole lot of people didn't know this, uh, but it's a three-minute video. We got a clip here. We're going to show it to you in just a little bit. Uh, but it's about suppression effects or suppression reduction effects in game. And really, and this was confirmed in the video he shows in Jambox and Discord. Once again, Black Matter is not known for comprehensive patch notes or things of that nature. So Jambox, the question gets asked, Jambox is like, yeah, yeah, we got a suppression reduction effect in game. And everybody's kind of like, what? And really what it is, is squad leaders and medics, the closer proximity you are as a soldier to them, the less suppression effect you had. And this video that he put out there, it was uh, it was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And it was what? Like, I haven't seen the video. So this is this is blowing my mind right now. You're yes. telling me squads that stick together are actually more effective. Yeah. And what? it's like and it's at ranges. And from the testing That's that crazy. Da DOS did, I'll put mm -hmm. uh, that drunken German bastard that, that we just very love. energetic German man. <laughs> yes. Uh, it, it goes out there. I can, so I, so I got this picked up right here. Get a good uh, impression of him one of these days. <laughs> Uh, so here's the video actually showing you here. On your own, just a we'll single just guy here for a bit. And on the right, this is you surrounded by your allies. And you can just see this the, the screen is on just left, like it's you on your yeah, own. Yeah, rocking and rolling on the there. Right, it's you on your own with the rest so of your squad. So there's a squad 80, 80 millimeters away, away and, uh -huh. and as you can kind of see it goes further and further out. And left, this is the same. But on this the is right, at 100 meters, okay? Yeah, not a lot of change there. It noticeably drops as soon as you're 100 meters away. And the uh, here we squad have leader four here. people of your squad, fifty meters you away. Are the squad leader and the medic are fifty meters away from you. Like to me, that's that that is. And wow, that's a night and day difference, man. Leader, that's the medic and your, one your other person. Your combat effective all the way through away. there. Bullets yep. flying right inches from your face. That's amazing. I had so, no idea. And you know, like. What? It's funny how we find these little things like I've got 18, 1900 hours. You've got someone similar. Like, how does this get by? And, you know, like, how does this not get mentioned? It's yeah, that's so crazy. So I, actually, I actually love that. This is the first time you're watching it, uh, uh -huh. because I, I was going to say that I know a little bit in our discord. There was a little bit when this kind of came out, there was some discussion about it. Um, and some guys were like, man, that really kind of makes me help explain why I'm shooting at this guy and he just, you know, like the suppression effect isn't there. Could it have somebody right. around it? Things of that nature. Did you what's your I mean, do you think we're, this is this is something that we're going to help change in a combat, like a competitive environment, public environment? Uh, well, shit. Does it actually give more meaning to being a medic? Like, I mean, we've always been despising the medic class. Is that is there a solo like is there a test that can be done just to see if just a medic has that impact on themselves? Or do you need the squad leader and medic? No, like, so I want to break this apart. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. So what Jam <laughs> said is the squad leader and the medic provide the biggest. Um, mm -hmm reduction effect so i would assume yeah maybe maybe the medic actually has a little bit more bonus to it does it actually make it worthwhile that's just crazy man i don't know if it's that much but in definitely the squad leader i was gonna say i think it does you know put an extra emphasis on staying within 50 meters because we saw that 50 meters is not that necessarily close to oh, i know some somebody who's gonna have to update the uh general guide <laughs> i think that's that's, that's gonna is, make it on a page no, no. man that was a beginner's guide this is an advanced uh, topic we're not touching that oh uh, uh, yes we'll have the advanced guide coming out yeah. uh, sometime next year i still think medic is in competitive play a medic to me is still a meme it's still a meme. Yeah. hey you know you couldn't have a world war ii game without having a medic class so they put it in there 
but without mm-hmm. a ticket system, you know, it's really, man, I, that everybody, I love everybody that defends a medic because they say that one anecdotal story. Well, one mm-hmm. time I was assaulting and my squad leader went down and I revived him and he got an OP up and we won the yeah, entire match. Yeah, I've had that happen too. <laughs> but know, the reality is uh, that's so few far in between. Pretty, exactly. Yeah. You know, really a blue moon situation that, well, maybe it's because we don't play with enough medics in Chun, if you realize that. Yeah. Um, but I still think the argument is, yeah, the medic class is just not selling it to me, but this is definitely a step in the right direction. I mean, it puts it in perspective. Holy hell, I mean, what other buffs might there be that we don't know? Is there is there more hidden? And I think, I think we're actually brainstorming for two episodes from now and doing a conspiracy theory, HL conspiracy <laughs> yeah, theory. That'll be um, good. I look yeah. forward to that. <laughs> so there's there's things that we find out. And, and let's I, I was going to say DOS needed this to be highlighted one more time. I want to make sure we brought mm-hmm. this on the show. A lot of competitive players. I think this gives an additional kind of like um perspective of okay now i might understand why he won that engagement whether it's high player density and assault on pointing mm-hmm. blah 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 but uh thank you dos for that one thank you dos so let's get into the controversies here digi and we got some controversies happening yeah there's been a few since we've been away um you know one of the big ones that comes across is this interview um and it's caused kind of a stir but it paid content is giving some freakouts. Um, you know, we briefly discussed in the last episode the DLC models. I bought it because it's been. I gave them my twenty dollars when I first started playing. It's been a while. The devs earned some more of my money. Um, I got the new naval pack, and I look pretty good in my my sailor cap. <laughs> now, the article was that came out. It really put some fuel on this fire, though. Um, recently, the articles by PC Games N. And they did an yep. article that there'll be four major updates per year in Hell at Loose, uh, according to Black Matter CEO, Max Ray. And, uh, you know, I, I really think like what we got out of this is there was an early interview in August and Max really just kind of laid out the plan. He was this is the path forward for HLL with these guys and the four main things that were stated was four expansions. Yeah, one will be paid. One will be similar to the Soviet forces, so we could see an expansion into uh, another another military uh, group, uh, maybe another from front. Canada always kind of make a <laughs> appearance at some point. British models, um, which won't be paid for. Um, yeah. That will be uh, free DLC. Uh, is the understanding from this interview, and well, then there will be expansions. But the, the the important thing is the expansions will not split the community. So if either you have it or you don't have it it will not affect the overall gameplay and effectiveness. So again, you're not paying to, pl- to win. You're not getting those buffs by spending an extra cheddar. You're really, I think this is going to be cosmetic and you'll just kind of see that stuff. It's nothing will be behind. will be behind the paywall. Which yes. Is good. And that, that, that is, that is and you broke that down, you know, because those, those are four individual mm. things that was stated in this. Yeah. When you, we got the article up on the screen right now. And some people read this and weaved this story and the clickbait videos came out. Some good friends, some yeah. good things, and basically said, the British will be behind a paywall. If you want new maps, you're going to have to pay for them. And, and just created this narrative that just went off on its own. And I, and I think uh, this is, this is a, where, where we have a little bit of faith. You got to have a little bit of faith yeah. with this development team. I think the intentions, I mean, it's always from the first intentions. This game has always been inclusive for everybody to be at the same level. I mean, I I 100% get behind a game where you're not even level capped 
into like a, a weapon perk or bonus. Like you don't get a scope on your uh, STG 44 after you know level nine. Like it's just it's the same weapons all the way through. Some are a class German locked assault to a level. level yeah, German assault level nine kind of push that envelope a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you get a you get a, a satchel charge. Yes, <laughs> yes. But yeah, the the video is just. I think this came like crazy, and you know, there's going to be this. We're gonna. You're not going to be able to join this server unless you have this. And let's remember that a line yeah. in here that, you know, will not split the community. And then also, if you go back to one of the last AMAs, um, you know, they, they they kind of state multiple times that, yeah, hey, we're we're a we are a business like we're trying to mm -hmm. make money and we're going to try to find new uh, innovative ways for them to come out. Um, but so I, I had this on there and then it actually kind of created a little bit of uh you know the reddit took it and ran with it and the poll went up which i thought was interesting here and uh you can see which one i voted for yes british paid dlc would be okay uh i like the one that he just said neutral i just want to see the posts uh, i forgot who made this post but i like that option mm -hmm. 456 about relatively even said british dlc not okay and then a lot majorities in the cosmetics. Uh. <laughs> that was my vote. Uh, I think the paid cosmetics, I mean, again, if they keep coming out with different uniforms, I think that's fine. I think that'll definitely still people jump on it. Um, and then the small packages too, like it doesn't need to be all this because once you start getting into the $20 DLCs and it's like uh, 20 different things, I think that gets a little bit beyond um like the, the aim of it um like i mean i don't know when you start to kind of think camouflaging maybe there is a a, a buff and a bonus like that sailor uniform is, is dark but i mean <laughs> I, I think the base the off. base the base uh, russian uniform already blends in so well with uh tiki breaky stalingrad so like <laughs> i mean you already got the best camo in the game or from the base man, model but... russians in those oh my god but it's i like mean can. <laughs> let's 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 take a moment and let's breathe mm -hmm. and let's remember that the Russians were not paid content. Paid content yeah. came out in conjunction with the new thing, as in cosmetics. So before <clears throat> before everybody starts jumping on this and, oh, we're just out for a cash grab, let's look at what has been said, what has been done, and what was stated mm -hmm. in this article, and not try to freak out too much. In fact, if you look at the biggest freak out, this still wasn't as bad as the shiny OP freak out that Reddit had with the last PTEs. Yeah, and then at, after that, it was kind of like, oh, you know, it's not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal, but, but there is I an mean, OP controversy. You see it. <laughs> there is an OP controversy, Digi. Oh boy, yes there is. And uh, man, it's been making the rounds through all the internet forums. Yeah. I, before the show, I, you know, I brought this in. It needs to be discussed. Hot dog seven, hound dog seven. <laughs> and as another bonus, you'll hear it in the clip. There's a little bit of another one in in the the phrasing. But the OPs and Garrison's communication chatter, um, as introduced with this latest update, have a clip that's uh, kind of making people ask what the hell they're actually saying in there. Yeah, this is so. like, I think this is like the equivalent of what was it two years ago? Is the dress gold? Is the dress blue? It's like blue, people hear yeah. what they want to hear. <laughs> and, and credit, Mosca wasn't able to join us. He was actually on a train ride right now. Uh, Mosca created a, it's called a lazy uh, illustrator, you know, captioned this whole thing. And the community's had fun with it. We got Hot Dog 7 being your burly, manly dog, and then Hound Dog being the little wimpy dog. Uh, <laughs> Digi, before we get into this clip, let's once again, I love Reddit polls. I love seeing what the masses think.
Yeah. Uh, uh, overwhelming amount say it's Hot Dog Seven. Of course. It's, it's got to be Hot Dog 7. So <laughs> you, you talked about this clip. Let's, I'm gonna, we're going we're to be silent here for the, the uh, 38 seconds or so. Well, quickly, before you play it, what's your vote? What's my vote? Okay, okay let's look at that. So my vote, now granted, I originally thought Hot Dog 7. I heard Hot Dog 7. And what's more we'll American than a hot dog? Come on. I, I mean, yeah, you know, I, I was going to say Hot Dog 7 and Hamburger 28, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> french fry <laughs> exactly but, but uh I, then, i'm right there with you i thought it was hot dog seven until i put on my my real listening ears and, and sat there and just looked at it and was like yeah you know what i think these hound dog fools are onto something yep so well, let's roll clip let's roll this clip listen to the first time i think you're going to hear from the ford element you're going to hear what is a little garbled easily sounds like hot dog uh but when you hear the receiving end or the support Going back. He's more clear. Yeah. So 38 seconds. We're going to hear this. This is Hot Dog 7. Target. Fire Vortex. Over. Target. Fire Vortex. Over. Get that impact in 8 seconds. Well, I think that, you heard that, that right there, clearly, yeah. folks. It is Hound Dog Seven. That Come last on. one, Hound Dog Seven. That's what it is. So now, how Guy much enunciates his words? Yes. So now, Digi, who do you think Hound Dog Seven is requesting artillery support from? Oh my goodness, I have no idea. I couldn't tell you. We were trying to find out where this clip came from. Max Ray, please. I know you guys watch this. Where did you get these clips from? We want to yeah. know because if, there, um, if there's a domino, is it? sugar pie or sugar like yeah know, is it sugar five oh sugar pie i mean <laughs> sugar five hearing it know. multiple times i think i'm gonna go ahead and stake stake my flag we're putting it it's hound dog seven requesting artillery support from sugar five zero that's I think it's it yeah that's what i'm calling on <laughs> But Here's for the your, lulls, I'm going to say anybody who asked me, it's going to be Hot Dog 7 and Sugar Pie, man. Yeah, I think that's, that's <laughs> down that's home the, Alabama. <laughs> why not? It's so American. Oh, boy. But we had to put that in, guys. Let us know your thoughts in the chat. Uh, we'll definitely have a follow up. And I think this will get posted up on the Reddit as well. Uh, yeah. Conclusively. And to the, <laughs> yeah. To the 578 yeah. people. Uh, we feel you. But uh, here's one thing before I get off of radio comms. And this is a pet uh-huh. peeve of mine. And for guys that have been in the game, you, you know what kind of mood I'm in because I got it. Be advised. You heard nothing in there saying be advised, Hot Dog 7 or Hound Dog 7, depending where you heard that clip. Just, just let's stop with the be advised. It's not even good milsim because we don't say it in the military. There's not be advised in the military. So anyway, just so you know, yeah, interrogative or your no. information. That's no, just no. more words than you need to we're saying, you know? Yeah. Just cut to the cut to the shit. <laughs> speaking speaking of cutting to it and uh, being uh, you know down to uh, brass brass knuckles brass tacks, we're gonna go with. Uh, let's get our competitive update because there is a lot of competitive news uh, going on right now. We're gonna try to get through this quickly because essentially we got four different things to uh, talk about. You got mm-hmm. the summer cup. Uh, who I think no surprise 
Pi and Core have made it into the finals. They have been undefeated uh, going through all the uh, Swiss system play. They have knocked out everybody. In fact, uh, I want to I say how dominating their performance is here. Uh, they took down uh, 501st and Bastardos in 23 minutes. 5-0. Wow. They took down BWR in 18 minutes. They have the last two matches. They have only played 41 minutes of a 90 minute match. That's how wow. dominating they've been. Uh, and the only people that are, are left in their way of the championship is the Hive. Which Man, this prep prep time takes longer than that. Prep time takes longer than that twice. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, uh, in fact, uh, Digi, I think there's a match going on right now, correct? Right at this moment, there's a match going on for third place. It's between 116 STDB partnership versus the 501 BSTD. The Bastardos. Uh, on Carrington. The Bastardos. Uh, um, so that, that'll be a good matchup for third place. Uh, it's taking place right now. I don't know if we have a link or anything. But, uh, yeah, definitely a good tournament put together there for the Summer Cup. Yeah, thank you to the Night First on that one. Uh, mm -hmm. Catch back on this stream, uh, myself and Mono, we will be broadcasting the finals and we'll see if Hive has it in them or if uh, Pi and Core are just going to dominate this uh, this uh, tournament. Uh, mm -hmm. Coming up and speaking of domination. Right now we're here uh, and it's going on right now is the 18v18s double elimination tournament. It's live and full effect. Um, so far, there's already been 20 teams whittled down to eight. So we are flying through that tournament. Uh, we saw some newcomers in BWCC, HLY, 1CDO, and DIB get knocked out early. But yep. there's been some surprises with the BR1 folks and EXD being knocked out early going 0-2. Um, favorites still in the tournament are the training camp, 82nd AD, which actually they just finished up around. 82nd AD just knocked out the training camp. Or Correct. should I say knocked out or just beat? Well, the I was going to say, I'm before, not sure if it's a before, we, before we recorded, I saw 82nd take the first match. Uh, some mm, guys here yes. in chat might catch us up to see uh, if 82nd was able to take the second match. But that battle, that battle going on right now. And then you have DC and Odd Company, um, you know, still in there. There's a lot of good favorites that are participating in the 18v18s. As a, just a summary of what that is, it's just all squad tactics. You got really small units fighting over one point for about 30 minutes, so it's really hot and fast. Um, but I mean, it's been a real Cinderella run from this Chinese team, ARO, um, mm -hmm. who's currently undefeated. So a lot yeah. of surprises, a lot of new names. I think the competitive scene's never been more alive um, at this point. So I think it's just been fantastic to see all these new tournaments and new teams coming in. Yeah, ARO. What do you got next? We got, we got our third one here, and this, yeah, is, uh, this one's the one to look forward. Yeah, so we talked a little bit about the Premier League. The Premier League uh, is, we'll be kicking off here in september i forgot the exact date on it uh i know the tr1 guys could uh hit me up later on that one uh but uh the american and the european division is locked in um i was gonna say some quick glances on this one next episode we're gonna dive into more of these uh, each mm -hmm. one strum elite the brazilians coming out of uh, south america Good players Strum's great players really like to see them now on the international scene seeing what they could do uh the five they're in this now. We just talked about them, how they're going to be possibly the only ones to stop core from taking the summer cup uh, championship or title champion. Um, but I mean, core is back in this one again, Core's cores in there. These guys cannot get enough competitive uh, HL and they're in this tournament. In fact, they're also in the next tournament that starts on October 2nd. And that mm -hmm. is Digi. 
Well, the next and the oldest one that we, I've been playing with is the Fall Seasonal, um, as run through uh, the lovely fellas at WTH and Heidegger, Master Heidegger. Um, it's a really strong lineup of teams, as always. You got some familiar faces with WTH, 82nd AD, the training camp, KRT, and Odd Company are matching up again. They did mm -hmm. fantastically as a, as a partnership. And oh, then you yeah. got new faces of EDC and uh, Goff, or Gary's OnlyFans, is what I learned yesterday, what that stands for. You have... Uh, <laughs> Uh, and merging with the uh, Esprit de Corps, and that will be a good partnership to see how that flushes out. Then Obviously, we we're a little biased. We're a little biased. And then we have CNUT, the Chinese team. And then we also got Finns Let Loose has got a competitive team that's going to be taking part in that. And I can't wait to see those Finns get loose. Um, and then you have the CSP from Czech, uh, Czechoslovakia. Am I saying yep. that correctly? Um, and they're, yeah, it'll be really good new faces, a lot of old faces. And then really credit to Core for being in both tournaments at the same time. That is a lot of work for your, for your guys. So I, you know, all props to you guys to make it work. Um, so needless to say, we've got the Premier League and we got the seasonal uh, going on at the same time. And next episode, we are going to do a deep dive further with these competitive scenes that are just starting to kick off and really just get into those two leagues a little bit more into detail next episode. Correct. Correct. But now let's get into the main stuff. Let's 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 get right into it. So, you know, we talked uh, we talked about I mean, it's no secret. Digi and I, every time there was a news or something around yeah. the tanks, I think the answer was, and that's the news and we're not takers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I <laughs> that, like the ground game. But, you know, tanking is one of these aspects that it's its its, its own subsect of the community that has so much influence on the meta, on any match. You, you know, you've been in the matches where if you don't have armor superiority, you're just struggling and struggling. So... To bring in two guys that really know what they're talking about, uh, I'm going to go ahead and introduce uh, General T, who's from uh, Esprit de Corps there. General T, welcome. Thank you, thank you. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. And uh, if you've seen the Tank Bible uh, from the line, Coletto. Coletto? Coletto? Am I getting that right? Yeah. Coletto, yeah. Perfect. Thanks for perfect. having me, and John. And... Uh, we in, in true tank fashion, we wanted to have a crew of three because every tanking crew uh -huh. needs three, or maybe they don't. We'll ask that here in a little bit. Uh, but uh, Chokaron uh, from DC, uh, Chokaron, 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 we're going to get with the other ones. He's actually in that 18v18 tournament right now. Uh, once he finishes battles, we'll see if we can't get him on. But these are our guests. Uh, to just give a little bit of background, um, T, you want to kind of how you got into tanking your tanking background i know you actually won a tanking tournament if i remember correctly yeah a couple months ago the uh there was a a uh, competitive match which was all tanks i'm forgive me i can't remember br1 i think you all organized it but i'm not 100% sure it's been a minute yeah uh Claro, i think you were in that as well actually uh yeah it was a yeah. tl br1 event that was That's all it. tanking back in update 9 yeah, mm -hmm. it was super fun. So yeah, all tanks. Um, yeah, I guess you could say the claim to fame. I was one third of the tank crew that uh, <laughs> that got MVP on the winning team, uh, MVP in the match as well. We had a great time. Uh, I got into tanking because um, kind of my MO is try to do the thing that no one else wants to do that needs to be done. And tanking isn't super popular. And so I've become a tank driver because nobody wants yeah. to drive tanks in this game. So it's just kind of the, the garbage work, but it needs to be done. Such uh, a great skill, though. To if it does, if it doesn't get done. Is, is, yeah. a, is a big thing in itself. Yeah, yeah. so that's how Anybody I got to shoot. The driving, yes. that's where the real skills are. <laughs> <laughs> Claire, hey. how about you? 
Yep, go ahead, Glenn. Oh, well, I mean, I've been playing since update six, and yep. there has been... Like, I, I, I started playing, you know, infantry and then SL, and then I, I wanted to start playing tank, but there wasn't a lot of information out there for, like, you know, exactly how the tank mechanics worked. So I guess my sort of claim to fame was... Um, spending time, you know, testing tanks and, and, and going in empty servers just to find out the mechanics of the game and um, made a made a document called the Tank Bible that really described mm-hmm. all of those. Um, so yeah, I've been tanking since then and right. it's been a really fun time. Now, your preferred, yeah. preferred role in a tank? Well, I'm a, I can play any role and I love every role, but in competitive matches with my team, I'm a driver. Mm-hmm. Because it it's really easy for me to like if I'm a spotter and tank commander, I'm usually the one who makes the decisions. So I want to be able to just like at, at a moment's notice drive to the, the exact position I want without having to micromanage a driver. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. gotcha. And in addition to that tank bible, there's uh, been a recent release of the Tankopedia website, and we'll put that up in the chat there, too, for all of you aspiring tankers. There's a lot of good resources that have become available. Um, tank Bible's a great document. I learned a lot, of, a lot out of that just from the testing. We'll post up that link for the Tankopedia as well. It'll give you a little bit more information on what is what and you know every little aspect because it seems to change just about every update. And then with this last release, there's been a lot of new reworkings. So. Yeah. Keeping on top of it is important. And we might go back and reference on there. Just flash it up on the screen for you guys. Uh, Mm -hmm. Definitely check that out. But all right, let's get into this. Uh, (laughs) General T, I'll I'll start with you here. What was tanking like before update 10? Was it it, it just accepting the suck that was being the redhead stepchild of L at loose? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember running a squad with you a lot. And so you would be like, you know, go get in that iron coffin. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Embrace the suck is the good way to put it. You just kind of it's an exercise in patience because it was so inconsistent. It was necessary. You had to do it. But it was mm-hmm. so inconsistent in the armor dynamics that, you know, if you were good, you could find those weak points in a tank and one shot another heavy with a medium or a heavy. Um but sometimes it was just random, and so it was it was very frustrating at times. Um, you know, when you're on the good end of that, it's great. But it's just, the consistency that they've brought in update ten is just a is so good. I'm well, really, we'll, we'll yeah. get to the update ten here in a little bit. But it, if you had to give one of your biggest just gripes about tanking before update ten, and then we'll get to maybe what's changed. What was like the number one point of frustration for you prior to update ten and tanking? Very specific. I can give you an extremely specific example. The fact that the vent tubes on the Tiger on the back extend over the top and you can shoot them from the front if you're a good gunner and get a rear shot when you have front armor facing as a Tiger, which is just... What? <laughs> yeah, that's it used to be that way. It used to be oh that God. way. That's what so... separates the uh, noobs from the tanking guys. So, I mean, you know, if <laughs> I was like, in a, I I was in a 76, I'd be destroying them. But if you're in a Tiger, that sucks. So I'm so glad they got rid of that. Yeah, Kalito, how about how about you? Take it before update ten. Yeah, so I mean, the, like General T said, there was a lot of shots that were buggy, or sometimes you'd shoot, you know, a particular area of a tank that's supposed to be able to penetrate, and it just either wouldn't or it would bounce or something like that. Um, but I, I guess the thing that I disliked most was not actually that inconsistency, but it was 
the the fact that there was like I, I think the devs talked about it in the dev brief that it was it had to do with barrel physics basically you'd stop in a in a spot as a tank and you would try to aim down like depending on whether you were on even ground or uneven ground if you were on uneven ground sometimes the barrel would shake itself while you're trying to aim historically accurate correct yeah exactly um, so stable and Tons sometimes even like you, your your barrel wouldn't shake but the shot that you shoot would be off to an angle it wouldn't mm. go where the reticle was and so it's stuff like that that has just been completely cleared up in in update 10 so i'll, I'll give you a curious and granted i'm not a tanker and one reason why i was not a tanker when i first was getting my hell let loose feet wet uh jumped into tank foy and a snow berm stopped me like how am i in this multi-ton vehicle and i can't get over this snow berm i feel oh my gosh I, I think those that were the dark like, days Oh my god, and, and, and yeah. credit to anybody Trees. that still tanks on Omaha, Fences. because the amount of just up things you can't drive through or get up, I mean, that, that's just there's a frustration, the mobility. It used, to be, it used to be you couldn't even go like past trenches without getting stuck. Oh, god, and I was like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's why tanks were invented in the real oh, world. And it, and it was funny because you, you guys are talking about this. I remember running with tankers, they're like, come on in, Sean, I'll show you how to do this. And we get stuck, and they're like, all right, I'm going to move the barrel this way. I'm going to try to push us off. And then at this point, I'm going to fire the propeller or something. It's like, how is this a thing? Like, why can't I just drive over this? Or anyway, so that was that, that was the dark ages of tanking, right? Or, and I now mean, we're out of it. Yeah. They've, they basically made the barrel so it doesn't have collision. Yeah. Um, and that, that fixed up a lot of stuff, I think. But, you know, I, I honestly, I was just, I would always, I would just rack my head how many awesome powers turn you have to make on many of the maps. Um, and the other updates that I noticed were, for me, it doesn't tank, was the uh, speed dynamics have changed and the gearing ratios. And wow, does that ever feel just bad taking a turn now <laughs> like i feel like i'm crashing a lot more than i used to but i think everybody got the hang of it it's like driving the trucks for the first time yeah i was gonna say for coming into update 10 are, are we i mean what, how would you describe tanking now in update 10 are we out of the dark ages are we getting there are we uh, what's what's your take t you know i think we went from and i love tanking so this i'm not trying to bash the devs here because i think it's a work of, you know it's a work of love and it's a work in progress so i think they've made great strides i think we came from like a a d at update nine and i think we're at like a b plus right now mm, B plus. so we're in wow. good space but you know with update 10 yeah digi as you were saying the driving mechanics have changed in some ways for the better in other ways not like it, it can be really frustrating trying to just make a simple turn yeah um and you know so there's 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 some areas that and, and some of the collision mechanics you know i was in a tank last week and we managed to clip a little bit of like a post and then all of a sudden we were upside down like a turtle like flipped on its back i mean what <laughs> <laughs> so you know there's some areas that need some growth but on the whole uh in trying to answer your question i think we're in a pretty good space uh some fine tuning but solid foundation at this point and would you think like map updates is going to be a big big difference too i mean i know some of the maps haven't received that updating uh you can still collide with a lot of the stuff you can't on other maps yeah that's a great point it could be a map a map dynamic or map physics thing and not an armor thing so that's a good question that'd be a question for the devs to answer but um yeah whatever it is what if it's if it's the tanks themselves or how they interact with maps and just maps need to be updated whatever it is that's that's probably the biggest thing that still needs some work yeah, the chat over here is talking about uh, skipping gears. You couldn't skip gears anymore. Duke was saying that. Another mm -hmm. one of our tankers. Yeah. 
But uh, now, Kalito, uh, for you, as far as the gunplay, I mean, are there still those one, you know, those magical? I, I actually never knew about the exhaust front on, uh, but yeah. are there still those one one hit wonder shots? <laughs> yeah, so testing? tanking and you tent. No, the the short answer is no. And if I may, um, if I may come in here with a contrasting opinion. You may. That's, that, that's, what, that's why we love that's talk That's what shows. we're here for. I, I, think, <laughs> I think tanking has been significantly um, streamlined now mm-hmm. to the point where it, it has removed a lot of the like, higher skill cap that you know, if you were a good tanker, you would, you would enjoy. It, you, update 10 is like a mixed bag because on the one hand, as I've described, they've already fixed a lot of things that were really aggravating before you know like that barrel shake i mentioned um stuff like that i mean the consistency in the hits there's no there's no buggy hits anymore Mm -hmm. like where where you shoot is where you hit but at the same time each each individual tank in update um in update nine had its own characteristics and had its own um like it had its own way of hitting other tanks and the, like a different damage. And now every single tank of the same class does the same thing. Mm-hmm. So your Sherman Jumbo 76, your Tiger, and your IS-1 are all heavies, and they all do the same damage pretty much mm-hmm. to enemy mediums and enemy heavies. And the mediums like do very similar things. There are a couple of exceptions, but basically all of those one-shot spots that you had to know um, have been either removed entirely or have been changed in a way that you can't utilize them as easily. And that'll lead into my next question. Like, do you, Would you say one particular faction has advantage over the other? Like, what's the best faction right now with the armor advantage? And is it really specific to a certain class of armor? Um, yeah, so I, I would say that I agree with Chokarian, who wrote some notes here. I would agree with him that the Soviet tanks are probably the best tanks, but it, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's that... Like, it's very close, because there are some ricochet spots on the IS-1 that, you know, the Tiger does not have those spots. Mm-hmm. But by and large, at the highest competitive level, um, there's still ample opportunity to destroy IS-1s without hitting those ricochet spots. So from that perspective, in my opinion, th- like, the, the tanks are actually very similar across all teams. Mm. Gotcha. So here's a question for you. Is, is that, I mean... You, you, I, you definitely described it the way it is right now. Is that a bad thing or a good thing? Because I was going to say, I know there were certain times when you're just like, okay, it's a 76. Like, we're screwed. <laughs> like, the 76 is going to outclass that asymmetrical balance. You know, we had an episode a little while back ago. Is asymmetrical balance in armor a good thing or a bad thing, in your opinion? T, I'll start with you. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you, Kloto, by the way, that like it definitely has lowered the skill threshold for, for a gunner, at least, uh, and just tanking in general. It, it seems to me that from the dev's perspective, it's very intentional. Um, and yeah, you and I are a, a little bit of a different uh, of opinion in that. For me, yes, I think that's a good thing. I think consistency makes balancing more simple. And I think it lowers the, it does, the, you know, the negative side effect is it does lower the skill threshold 
but the positive side of that is it makes it easier for new tankers to get in and not be super frustrated because like inch on the the situation you described early on is like you know you had a frustration in a tank and then you gave up tanking right <laughs> and so and no one was building like, garrisons true. i can't build garrisons as a tanker no that's fine <laughs> i'm just saying like the experience you're describing is pretty is pretty widespread is somebody like the tanking is inconsistent or it's too complicated and so you know it's a balance because Hellelus is a milsim kind of right it's not it's not squad but it's also not battlefield so it's kind of somewhere in that middle zone so whether the devs have found the right balance or not is probably an existential question that we might not you know come to a conclusion on here but yeah i, I think it's a solid it's a solid mechanic i like it um i like the simplicity of it and i think the skill curve is changing a little bit where really it's less about where do you shoot and how do you position the tank so i think in some ways the most important kind of role in the tank is the driver and the or the tank commander getting you to the right spot versus the gunner having the skill to hit the right section of the armor now, so i think it's, you, it's a change in that sense did you Kalito uh, mentioned that uh chakaran put some notes in there you want to go ahead and uh, read his notes so we make sure we get his voice into this conversation? Yeah, so Chakiron, uh, from that first question of how you would describe it in Update 10, I think this is really good foundations of tanking uh, for Update 10, but it still needs improvement. And I, I, that's everything, right? So we will see this with the Update 11 uh, Panzer IV introduction and perhaps a new medium tank meta will come to the scene with that because, you know, right now you're it's Panther or Tiger and nobody plays the light tank for the Germans, so... Um, but slower pace due to driving and turning nerfs, um, I think, uh, you know, made things a little different. But basic but consistent hitboxes on tanks, as you guys have been agreeing with, um, and only the heavy tanks dominate now. Um, same heavy meta since Update 7, except mediums rarely have a chance against a heavy tank. And the uh, anti-tank is more powerful due to slower turning on tanks, and I think that's a very fair and valid point. Um, there's less. I think they tried to change the AT, but it's still, you know... Yeah, four rockets. <laughs> Only need two to really kill something. <laughs> well, um, I was gonna say, I, I, I mean, both tankers have to be happy. Like, here's a question. Yeah, I think like you remember to mines. So mines used to one shot <laughs> yeah, you guys. You're oh just God, dead. Yeah. And like now, yeah. tankers, like AT players. Like, do you feel that AT is not as effective against you guys as before? Or, I mean, what's your, what's your take on that? I mean, satchel's back if one hits you guys. Yeah. If you're a tank. If you're, if you're a tanker and you're stationary for a satchel to get you, you should die. That's my opinion. <laughs> yeah, what you General T, what do you think for the uh, AT uh, changes the, they've made? Yeah, the way AT kills you has changed, but their effectiveness has not changed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's got to be balanced, right? If if infantry has no po possible way to kill a tank, that's that's OP. You know, it cannot just be that tanks clear tanks. It ha There has to be another way. So I get that, and I like to play AT sometimes. So you know, got to have balance in all things here. The dark uh, side. But yeah, the satchel, the satchel meta is just that is the way you take out tanks, and they're so much slower that, like you say, tanks should be punished. It's actually harder than you might think if you spot infantry coming up behind you. Like to, it's t it's slower to get out of the tank than it used to be by. A little mm -hmm. bit and it's you turn so much slower so it is actually it can actually be challenging to get out in time even if you spot them um so a talented at player is still fully capable of taking down a tank and that's how it should be so Kaleido, what's your yeah, what's your uh, been your uh your feelings there for at players with with the changes i i actually lean more towards the fact that it's it's a little bit harder to kill tanks with at now the satchels are you know a one shot but I mean, where you, you place can, it and the tank, right? Right. The but tiger's you can, weird. You can, 
you can also like if you manage to turn around and kill that person it's on a 30 second fuse so you can get mm. out and defuse it um and on top of that uh the at itself like rockets um you know the bazooka can't deal damage to the sides of a tiger for example mm-hmm. and if you're shooting it used to be a two shot in the rear of a tiger with the bazooka now it's a three shot Mm-hmm. Similarly, um, for for other tanks, for other heavy tanks of other teams, Panzer Shrek is also a three shot um, to the Jumbos and to the IS-1. So if you're playing in a heavy tank, um, you, you're actually going to be able to take one more shot in practice than you used to have to be able to. So I think that counteracts the whole turning mechanic. Mm-hmm. having been slower and if i may i wanted to say one more thing on the u11 Go ahead. Uh, just to add just to add on a positive note um i do think that this is a really good foundation to in, in like an update 11 if they could add the ability to um like add more nuance to the tanking add some shots that maybe are a little bit more erratic um, right like a, well not erratic but a little bit a little bit more nuanced in the sense right. that like you know, th- like you should be rewarded for hitting a ha- a hard shot. For example, mediums. Say, like right now, if you if you're in a medium tank and you come up against a heavy tank, like head on, there's mm-hmm. no, there's absolutely nothing you can do. There's no surface you can hit it that will that will penetrate, and that heavy tank will one shot you anywhere in the body or anywhere in the turret. Is that almost like hitting the uh, viewport on the tiger? You know, that little slit. Like that should be you, you a can't, kill, right? You can't. You're right. Like it, there should glass. be some kind of shot where, like, you can penetrate. You know, if you know the exact shot and if right. you have the right. And so, a little bit more nuance is kind of what I think a lot of tankers want. But mm-hmm. like the the baseline of um, starting to fix all of the buggy hitboxes and stuff, like that, that's good, and I I like that baseline. Well, and I was, me, I was about uh, to... let me throw let me throw some fuel on something, and and specifically, let me just say, what would your guys' thoughts be if they had a fuel dynamic? As like you run out of fuel, as you, you get would, further you along, could you could potentially run out of fuel, and maybe it's a support has to refuel, or you actually have to go to the fuel node. Because I'm just thinking a little out of the box as to why they have that one dynamic for the support and supplies. And I think it was mentioned before that maybe that fuel node actually comes into play for another reason. Let me just let me just like start some controversy here. But where where'd you guys be? I know technically the tanks could run for you know twenty kilometers and longer, right? But bear that in mind. Yeah, I'm. I mean, would it add some complexity to the game? Sure. Would it make nodes have a purpose? Because right now nodes are just purposeless. There's my hot take. Um, but yes, but would it really genuinely add anything necessary or useful to a tank in the tanking dynamic? Or would it just be unnecessary clutter? I, I, I would say the latter. I, I'm not sure how that would necessarily um, improve the overall gameplay for tanks, for commanders, for just the whole thing. It, it's, hard, it's hard for me to see the why. Uh, if you can make a convincing argument, I'm open to being convinced. Well, I got here in the chat, uh, World War Banana, what if you shot someone's fuel tank and it leaks? <laughs> Bring some realistic atmosphere. I mean, if you shot someone's fuel fire. tank, I think it'd explode, but, you know, like I don't think it'd just leak. The crew has to get leak. out and, like, extinguish the fire. <laughs> you have to trace with your welding gun, you know, actually, and fi- fix a hole. We um, are not tankers. It's just, it's more complexity, all right? I mean, it's where do you want the game, I guess. It's like, 
how much more is too much, I suppose. I mean, you already got to drive all the way back because nobody builds a repair station. So, well, and Khalid, yeah. Khalid, I like, or you got to get ammo at the base HQ too. Yeah. Khalid, I like what you said because I was starting to cringe a little bit when you were describing some variation. And uh, I don't know if you can see this. Here's my World of Tanks t shirt. Oh from back in the day. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, evolved my T1 Cunningham all the way to a 10 or 10. Like, I was heavy into World of Tanks back in the day. And I remember one of the things that just drove skilled players so much was the RNG damage values. And I, I think that is one thing that I kind of cringe back on it. If I say, hey, I hit a I hit a same spot there and I have a range variation of damage of plus or minus 10 percent, mm -hmm. you know, hey, it could kill it in two shots. But then again, RNG you could kill it in three shots. I, I mean, is, would you even want anything like that kind of in there to have a little bit of randomness to where it's not always just, hey, you described, I'm in a Panther, I go against a 76, I'm dead. Did you, would you like some RNG factor in there or keep it out? Um, well, you, I, I don't want any RNG. I personally don't think RNG is the answer, but you can still add nuance without, um, without having to deal with RNG. Maybe you could add new mechanics, I mean, as Digi was saying, or maybe, you know, instead of, fuel you could think about you know a penetrating shot could potentially kill one or more of the crew or you know like hurt them making them have to get out and bandage or something like that mm -hmm. and it could mm. add some extra like nuance to to the game that isn't rng like you should still be able to shoot you know know that like you know this is two shots this is three shots and because, in my opinion, randomness really takes away from the skill as Correct. opposed to adding to the skill. I'm right there with you. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I, I would do. I do want to be in the the the, the uh, command or squad channel. We were like, T, we gotta get out of here. T, we gotta get out of here. I'm dead. I'm spawning at a garrison. I'm like, yeah, okay, caught, caught, caught a bit of shrapnel inside the you know the hole. I I like that. That's actually not a bad idea there, Kalita. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's some nuance and some realistic uh, ability there. That yeah, maybe that has some play. I mean, if you if you can wound a tank and he gets away, you know, his squad you know squad member bleeding out. Depending, I don't know where you hit it. If you hit the top turret and now your spotter's bleeding, or well, if think, you hit the you know the driver's side and he's bleeding, I don't know how you. Would... I think if you hit like that hole mounted MG where the driver sits behind, I right. think you kill the driver. You hit the viewport, you could kill the commander. Oh, how crazy like, would that... that be? All of a sudden, your tank's still technically alive, but it's not moving anywhere. You've killed the driver. <laughs> how crazy would that be? All of a sudden, he's over uh, there just rubbing his forehead. Yeah, he's just like, like oh, well, I don't even doing? know why I came on this show. <laughs> These the non-takers coming in with like crazy ideas for how to run tanks. Yeah. Um, As if it isn't challenging enough. You're just looking for ways to make it work. <laughs> hey, well, you can see what uh, what avid or picture I put in behind of me here. Hold on, let me get to the right side. That's me yeah, as a squad leader. Oh yeah, the new players guy. There it is. Tank on my position. I gotta get to the right. The, the other, uh, you know, thoughts is, you know, beyond fuel, uh, you know, I think just looking for those little complexities to add that extra skill level is great. But if you're still running a tank with outside, with no infantry support, you deserve to get blown up. Let's, you know, real <laughs> honesty, a bad tanker's still going to die. So at the let's, end of the let's, day. let's let's get back into the tanking realm with yeah. these two guys here. <laughs> and let's talk taking strategies. Both of you guys, it sounds like drivers actually are one of the most critical roles because of positioning. T, you were talking about that. Um, let's, give, me, give me a little of your take. If you're heading to engagement, there's a call out. Did your eye said, we got to 
enemy 76 coming out of middle spawn walk us through some of your pro thought process and different strategies for engaging that tank yeah 100 so kind of as Cleto has, uh, has said like you know if you're in a medium there's nothing you can do front on so if i'm in a panther uh -huh. like i i can't I, then i immediately know okay i have got to get behind that thing so this, this is my only chance. So uh, one thing that's really changed because of the simplicity, the, sim the simplicity of like the armor system, is that squad leader callouts on where the tank is and what it is are critical. I mean, they were important before, but oh my gosh, it's everything now. Because if someone just tells you it's a tank and you're like, I have to take a gamble about what type of tank it is, I might, as a medium or a light, run headfirst into a heavy on accident and be like, well. Okay, <laughs> I guess I'll just die now. I think of that meme. <laughs> um, so, you know, okay, so if, it, if I'm in a medium and it's a heavy, then I'm going map edge and I'm going all the way around to get behind him and to surprise him. If I'm in a if I'm in a heavy, then what really matters is that I'm in a stationary position while he's still moving. Because mm -hmm. when it's heavy to heavy, whoever gets the first shot, as long as you've got a decent gunner, is gonna win. Because it's just two shots. And so whoever gets their first one off and reloads faster and gets that second one off is gonna win. So you don't want to be moving when you engage um, because you're just too many variables. So, you know, who sees who first, who's kind of got the drop on them. Those are things that are going through my mind as a tank commander and or a driver. Yeah, who's who's a spotter in their tank left and left their chair to go get it, make a drink. I've done that before. <laughs> it's like, come back. What happened? Um, <laughs> we got shot. It's like, oh, sorry. Once again, do not put myself in a tank. <laughs> OK, what's yeah. some of the strategies for you, buddy? What, what, what's uh, you know, GT talked about how you're engaging a tank. Is there any defensive strategies that you want to highlight or something from that aspect? Sure. So the, the big things now are uh, in update nine, uh, patch 15, they removed the ability to shoot through bushes. Mm -hmm. And they have now brought that back with update 10. So now you can shoot through bushes again. And well, so good. if you're in, uh, like we played a competitive match yesterday where tanks... Tanks can now sit in comp games where you sit behind a bush or you sit in a position where you can like you can control the angles that you know people can engage you on. And then you wait for pings and you can shoot them but because you can shoot any as a heavy, because you can shoot anywhere in the body of of enemy heavies or enemy mediums, you can bush I call it bush cheesing. Uh, <laughs> like you've never been able to do before. Mm -hmm. So that's one strategy. The other one is if you're in a medium, uh, you just rely on your teammates or, or your teammates who are in tanks with heavies to deal with other heavies. You just, like, like General T's strategy of flanking uh, can work out. But personally, I don't like flanking because um, it's very high risk, high reward. And if I want to be on a team, it's it's better for me to, you know, find a place with cover where I can shell infantry to my heart's delight um, without having to expose myself to heavy tanks. Now, when you say that's risk, is the, the bigger threat of risk is being that you're going to be not have infantry support, you're going to get sworn by those ET players? Is that that's correct. Yeah, uh -huh. that's correct. Gotcha. Um, okay. Well, that, I was going to say that's good. Um, Digi, what are questions you got for our panel here? Yeah, I've got to say, uh, two man to three man. I mean, it's now gone the way of, you know, it takes a long time to switch between the two. Um, public versus competitive games. Like, can you still get away with a two man crew on a public game? Could you play a two man uh, tank on a competitive match? Uh, what's your thoughts there, General? 
Yeah, well, just yesterday, we did two-man tank. We had three tank squads, and we did all of them two-man. Uh, mm -hmm. Just kind of an experiment. It was just a scrim, so this is like where we kind of work out the kinks, right? Uh, it worked all right. I mean, there's a huge advantage. Let's just, there's no, there's no two ifs, ands, or other ways around it. Like, three-man tank is stronger. It just is. And so in a public match, I've very successfully two-man tank with a good crew and a decent number of our guys. But if I'm like going in and I don't, you know, just kind of playing by myself or just a handful of friends, you got to have three man because you, you just might not be able to rely on those call outs, which are so much more important now. And you need your spotter. And because because it matters so much in a heavy to heavy fight, who gets the first shot? The several seconds it takes to switch uh, switch positions. That's the whole ball game, you know. And so if your spotter is is jumping into the gunner, you're dead. So uh, three man tanks are the way to go. But you can make it work with a really good team in a competitive scene with good tankers you can compensate for that but when we, when we're doing in competitive what we did at least in my tank we just rolled no spotter and we just totally mm -hmm. relied on enemy to spot for us that's the mm -hmm. only situation that works and it's just kind of few and far between that you're going to have that good of a crew in a public match my two cents there um yeah for me i, I would say that general t is is right he has the right take um, and, and obviously in pubs, I mean, if you're good enough at, you know, positioning, then you can get away with two-man. Uh, in comp games, it's very, very situational, in my opinion. Uh, we played a comp match yesterday where you could sit, uh, we played Utah Beach, and the Americans can just, like, right out of HQ, they just roll up onto the top of the beach. Yeah, that and burn. they can just, they, that burn, they can just sit there as a duo turn the engine off even if they want and they they can see the entirety of the play field up until you know wn4 the, the middle area so if fighting's going on on their half of the map then they can just sit on that beach they don't need a driver uh at's not going to chase them all the way to hq most mm -hmm. likely um so really it's just a, a spotter and a gunner and maybe in those specific situations you could do it uh, otherwise, uh, I, three man is the way to go. Sounds yeah. like windmill on Kursk as well, too. <laughs> <laughs> you can see quite a bit from there. Talk about talk about cheesing. Oh my gosh, that spot! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you so, can kill tanks and spawn from that. Spot. Yes, you can. Yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, no, uh, here's here's Choke's uh, kind of take on that. Uh, the two man crew still viable, but worse if both players are absolutely micromanaging to hell with pre switching seats, are and already knowing what to do in every situation. And being literally six seconds out of the situation, the three-man tanks, it's better for the micromanage. Uh, three-man is more needed due to slow turn speed and more micromanagement against AT. So I think of that more what he's just talking about is like a roaming tank. You know, you can really have the flexibility to run three-man if you're more roaming than stationary. So you guys have been saying um, the new consistent but basic combat engages with tanks makes three-mans more worth it. In other words, in Update 9, you can take a three-man crew and get one shot by a glitch spot, which would almost beg you not to play it as it wouldn't be worth it as a solo tanker could easily kill a three-man. And that's very true. So now everything's kind of got that balancing going around. Uh, it makes a lot of sense where, you know, you don't have to worry about the one solo tanker just in the prime spot, just like in one tap, yeah. I mean, so um, the solo tank is dead, yeah. right? Solo tank yeah, is it dead. it should be. <laughs> You're still going to see it in pop matches, right? And my squad's open. Nobody wanted to join me, man. And, you know, like, it's whatever. Yeah, we've, we've gone... Uh, TL has gone down to banning solo tanking in our mm. in our servers because it's just, like, it's so bad that it's just a waste of resources at this point. Right. 
Yeah, it right. used to be viable for a very good tanker in select scenarios. Mm-hmm. Not all the time, but in select scenarios, it was viable. It there is unless you want to just turn. At this point, you might as well just build an AT gun. Like yeah, so yeah, I, it's just it's not worth it, and it's just a, it is. I completely agree. It's a waste of resources well, okay, uh, at but, this point. But I mean, so far, let me let me challenge on that one a little bit because resources are no longer a concern, especially now that the default map tank spawns don't consume any resources you're always mm. gonna have a tank there and the at gun is just the at gun is more one of the most useless things in the game because it, it it's Fair i point. don't even call it a glass cannon because it can't take any shot you know it, it take, it's dead and its ability to off to influence like i mean t have you guys uh Kalito, have you guys actually ever been scared of an at gun face on with you guys, or are you just like, oh, here's some free kills. Yeah, yeah no, it's free kills. <laughs> it's yeah. free well, kills. The, the reason the reason it's free kills is because uh, infantrymen don't know where to aim. The gun uh, what we've been testing as part of the as part of the <laughs> tank bible, and Ooh, the, the testing shameless plug, and the test the the AT guns themselves are exactly actually equivalent to the medium gun counterparts of the medium mm. tanks. That's good enough. So. You you basically can penetrate the same things. The problem is mediums can't penetrate heavies, so you know you can shoot a heavy as long as you want. But I mean, in competitive, there's strats now for you know you take your AT guy level six and you take a support guy and you like like a, especially a flanking squad. Mm-hmm. You build that you you build that AT gun really fast, and then you you shoot a couple shots into the rear of the tiger, and then that's that. Mm-hmm. And well, once, wanna... you, once you kill the engine, that tiger can't turn, and then you can just kill it all outright. So, you know, there's been there's been chatter online, you know, of upgrading because I mean, what you're saying is, you know, if it's equivalent to the medium's gun, and the medium's already useless against a heavy, you know, there was thoughts uh, and chatter about the upgradables. You know, if it needs 100 supplies and you can get a flak, you know, or an 88, uh, you know, something a bigger yeah. weapon of sorts that could take on a heavy and it can actually do some damage, because right now they'll. Nobody I know runs uh, to get the AT gun up. Yeah, there's just that right. point. Unless and it's then, Omaha and you're shooting the spawns, but you know that's something different. Well, this might change oh. a little bit. So Star Lord here in chat uh, during mm-hmm. the live show right now, AT guns can kill an IS one in the front. That's valuable information to know. So mm. uh, I might I might have to think a little bit different about our AT guns. I'll also say, you talked about uh, the support player running with the AT guy. Uh, Patch 16, one of the, sh- the notes on there was that repair stations are going to be dropping down to 50 um, mm. resources to build a repair station. So giving some tankers some more love working with their infantry, you know, that could happen. And mm-hmm. so, uh, T, I know we did some testing, right? That two repair stations repairs the tanks. faster. Yeah, I was going to say that, that. So you get more advantage over those one-on-one engagements by working with your infantry. I'm not trying to pull this back to infantry. <laughs> I'm just saying for the tankers, you know, there's these other things out there. Um, no, your point is well taken. Combined arms is always an advantage. That's mm-hmm. a shout out to double. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, let's go ahead and wrap this up here. I mean, the, uh, any, I want to, before we jump into talking to new players, T, Kaleido, uh, anything specifically about, tanking now strategies update 10 future looking to tank last comments kind of on that that topic okay i'll start with you um no i've pretty much said my piece i mean for new new players who want to start playing the game i would just recommend 
you know, like Tricarian says, that you should find a, a good crew that you can work with, that you can consistently play with. And once you learn how to jive together, it becomes a really fun experience. Indeed. T, you want to take us home? Yeah. 100%. Uh, so shout out if you're a new player, check out the new player guide. Um, yeah, someone really good looking wrote the tanking section. Um, and modest. <laughs> and modest, yeah. The only thing I'm not good at is, uh, I'm not great at is, is humility, or not good at is humility because I'm great at it. Is that the, how the quote goes? Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the one thing I'll say, just last tanking thought is, I think one of the biggest problems with tanking, which we actually didn't touch on, uh, is just the, they, you know, the devs said they, they wanted heavies to be feared and rare with the inflation of resources yeah they are not rare and so kind of that frustration of being a medium coming up against a heavy having nothing you can do that should be rare because heavy should be rare but the changes in resources have negated uh, their intent and so when they rebalance that that may be a less common thing because you just may see them less frequently they want it yeah. they say they want the, the mediums to be everywhere only five minutes nowhere. right <laughs> yeah exactly so <laughs> if they get that balanced then i think it'll be a less pressing concern that a medium cannot fight a heavy head-on because yeah. you want to if you want and, and digi hit on it if you want to reduce the rarity especially with final stand being active increase the cooldown mm -hmm. of those heavy tanks make it a i mean tk i mean if we made it a 20 minute cooldown for a heavy tank too much too little that right i mean 20 sounds pretty good i mean every 20 minutes you're getting a heavy tank to engage with that's i mean it's improvement i would i would be in favor of like something like that and an additional mechanic that you can only have one heavy on the field at a time. Ah. Mm. Yeah. I see that. Kalita, where do you think uh, as far as that, like, you know, spawn timer goes for tanks? Yeah, I, well, I think the spawn timer should definitely be increased. I mean, I played Commander yesterday in the comp match, and even, like, you know, you have all your nodes up, and if you know how to play a good commander then you'll like as inchon has already described many times um you can end up with thousands upon thousands of resources of every oh, kind yeah. so i mean you're just spawning those tanks off of cooldown every make time it rain. make it rain and you know yeah. I, like and because it's five minutes you know the other really it's only one tank that you have to actually pay for per 10 minutes because of final mm -hmm. stand so it's just yeah it's it's a scuff system but i mean they've said that they're gonna improve on that in update 11. yeah it's i've had good games where you know my tankers were on point and I, I had just the whole i had three tigers sitting at the hqs it's like you need one grab it like there was no there was no worry like okay yeah that's all i'm spawning guys i'm not even gonna spawn a panther indeed t i know for new players i want to make sure we put it out there once again we put the uh, website uh in the chat here it's gonna be in the mm -hmm. show description of the wikipedia there's also a tanking discord, which you uh, promote highly, I believe. Yeah, well, I mean, I just want to give a shout out to the guys who run it, whose names I can't remember. You might have them in the show, show notes, or I can't pronounce They're the makers of the, um, of the Tankopedias. Yeah, and they did a great job. Um, and they're, they're, they're still assembling that community. It's, it's, kind of, it's been around for a little while, but it's got a huge shout out because Mono made a video that promoted it the other day. So it's like growing really rapidly. Um, yeah, it's a great place to jump in, discuss tanks, you know people share their thoughts and you know they test stuff out and it's a yeah it's a good place to go if you're interested in taking so Indeed. jump on in and say hello all right gentlemen 
Denji, you got anything final for our tankers except getting a tank and cover us? Which <laughs> say watch out for the AT. That's all I got to say to you guys. I think it's uh, it's been a long time coming for this episode. So thank you for your time and uh, your knowledge with tanking. I can't wait to see what the comments are on this one because I think it was long overdue. Yep. Thanks for having us. Thanks, thanks guys. for having us. Yeah. Thanks guys. Well, I I, I think Digi, we we shouldn't go seventeen episodes again without talking with some serious tankers. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, no, I think we uh, we held on a little too long on that one. And it was long overdue, like I said. Uh, yeah, there's lots more to come. Like, I mean, I've seen pictures of the Stug. I've heard the flak, flak tanks are coming. So I think there's a lot more to come for the armor overhauls, um, more vehicles uh, and the like. So who knows where this path is going to lead. But I think, yeah, again, just keep making those improvements. I mean, you got B plus from General T and more improvements from Kalito. Yep. It'll always be a constantly evolving thing, I think, in this game. Harmer just makes or breaks it. Because you know that it, game where you're like, well, we would have won if we had <laughs> a tanking oh yeah. crew that knew what the hell we were doing. I mean, especially, and you know, like when you're on the infantry, when you're going to get a too good tanking crew, they're oh, staying yeah. at distance, they're they're repositioning, oh, yeah. they're doing all that stuff. So um, tanks, I, 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 I love having all the best tankers on my team. I hate seeing you on the other team. Uh, I think we got two great ones. And once again, uh, to Chuck Caron, I hope you won your match today. I appreciate you putting your notes in the show mm-hmm. notes. Uh, but I think this wraps up episode 17 for us, Digi. Gotta say, yep. Yeah, I'm glad we had it and uh, it was today. So a little bit later than usual, but we'll be back on track with things and uh, really good show. See you all on the battlefield. Take care.